Sweet. It's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside the cage. I am your host, Wick. <laughs> oh, don't sugar that up. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Rap Esparza. Rap, I'm just so excited because you're engaged. And I couldn't yes, wait to yes. get to your name and announce, with me as always, who will soon be with someone as always... That's a terrible way of saying that. No, you know it's that, not. Right? Ter- it's a little unique. So don't I get some unique? But points? think about how don't you're I saying. Get, like, you're saying mild, with points? me is a person who's with someone else. Like it's just weird. You understand that, right? I I guess I see your point that it is a little off-putting. That aside, we have a show to do, sir, and Clark Gracie yep. is on it. That he is. Clark Gracie's on the show tonight. <laughs> or today, or this yeah. morning, or whenever the fuck people are listening. I'll stop singing. Whenever you're listening you're to it, that's the important <laughs> that's, thing. That is Audio the important members, thing. When you listen to it, that's the most important time. We have a very hot topic to start with before we get to Metamorris 3, which is also, you know, a fight featuring Clark Gracie. Uh, UFC Masters Division happened in Brazil this past Sunday. Raph, Dan Hendo. That's not what it was called, no. Are, are you sure? I'm. Pre- it was Mauricio Shogun Rua versus no, Dan Hendo Henderson. I'm pretty sure it was a Masters Division just match. Being mean <laughs> to the youthfully challenged Dan <laughs> Henderson. Youthfully challenged is so much meaner than Masters Division in my. No, it's not. It's, well, it's I leave being it to the fans. entirely polite to Dan Henderson, who was born <laughs> a while ago. Entirely. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure. The, like, medical associations refer to youthfully challenged as the appropriate way to respond to those moments. There is no way I could argue with you because I'm having a little trouble following your line of logic. Use some big words in the middle. Um, Medical something. Raph, would you stand in front of Dan Henderson's hendo bomb, that hard right, as he's leaving the clinch? No. Why? What about for $200,000? Nope. You still know. No. 200 was my number. So here's how this match ends. And it's gorgeous. It really is beautiful. It's round three. Dan Henderson gets Mauricio in the clinch. And Mauricio had stunned Hendo a few times in the fight, by the way. I watched a very okay. nice bootleg version of this. <laughs> and I think Yugoslavian. It's hard to tell. Uh, and then Dan Hendo sort of just steps back, he brings his right leg back, he's in the clinch, and he separates from Rua as he pulls him and just throws this mean right, puts it deep in his skull, and knocks out Shogun. Because Shogun like went to his knees, and Dan Henderson hit him so hard in the face. Aww. So hard in the face. Was it, was, like, the thing I saw that was sad was that look on... Uh, Shogun's face. Like, I'm actually looking... Ow! Ow! I just saw it right now. I I did another uh, legal stream to go look at it. And if you are coming after me from the UFC, I fucking have Fight Pass. I just don't want to go through the nine hours it takes for me to get on there. But, okay. I'm looking at this YouTube clip, and... Boom! Ow. (laughs) He's just... You don't recover from that. Like, there's no... There's no amount of recovery. Oh! Oh, it's the fall after that really hurts. 
because okay, so after the after Herb stops it, hits him so. Then hard. you see Shogun drop like a sack of potatoes the other way, <laughs> so he just falls back. Not a great That's, sign. I'm oh, no medical no. professional, but that is a terrible sign when that happens. That's, that, that does seem to be bad in most fights. Raph, it was kind of fun uh, okay. as an American okay. <laughs> when C.V. Dalloway also beat Cesar Ferreira mm-hmm. via violent strikes. Um, 13 total strikes, but knocks him out really quickly into round one. Not much to say. I mean, this is kind of what we used to see back in back in the olden days of MMA. Just a quick knockout. Oh, God. Yeah, Are you I saying, oh, God, to my I accent? I a <laughs> highlight clip of this. Yeah, you I, probably, it was a short one. Both. <laughs> okay, hold on. He TKOs him in 40 seconds. I'm going to watch this right now while I'm talking to you so I have a frame of reference. Cool. I'll just start talking about Norman Park, who has the funniest name with the craziest tattoos. He's got, like, a woman screaming into a city, like a katana thing going on. It looks like like a martial arts film on the left side of his body. I would like to stop you right now because I'm looking at a Fox Sports interview with C.B. Dalloway, and his listening face looks very distrusting. Yeah, his default face is distrusting. <laughs> it's just like they're asking him to walk him through the fight, and he's just kind of like looking at the, the interviewer lady and just like, what do you want? With a fresh like, helping of bitch on his face. Oh, boom. <laughs> ow, 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 ow. Good for oh, him. You're, wa- you're watching it on UFC Fight Pass right now. No, not at all. Interesting. I would go oh, look no, it up on Fight Pass. But you know what, Kevin? Oh, that's right. Is... You're still watching a bootleg copy because it's super annoying. No, actually, I'm watching the Fox Sports one. No, I would watch it on Fight Pass. But the thing is, I don't have time to fucking watch the whole event. And I'd watch the whole event. Would you want me to not talk to you the whole time that we're doing this podcast and watch the event? I, frankly, I don't know how you phrase that. Did you say, was there an option where I didn't, I could vote for you to not talk? Because, yeah, that's my dream, Raph. That's what I've been working towards. But then you're just a this giant entire time. schizophrenic the entire time. <laughs> People, yeah, I mean, fair. I'm not saying for the audience's sake it's better. That's why you're here. I understand that I need to be tempered. That doesn't change that I desire to be alone and just screaming in the darkness. Hey, Kevin, did you agree with me? Yes, I did. Oh, Let's good talk about God, how great me. your commentary was, Kevin, and then we'll talk about the fights. Yes, Kevin, that's a great way to continue on with your Kevinness, Raph's not and it'll be everything and tell us how wrong we are. Raph's not going to logically Kevin drive this podcast Yay. like a dickhead. I'm taking this one straight north to south. I don't know what that means, and you shouldn't either. That's my shtick. So Santos v. Park has no decision well, next to it. This is why that I am around. That's okay. why. Um, but Fabio Maldonado, winner via decision. Okay. That's all I got. I really didn't watch this. I did not see this fight. There were two <laughs> rear naked jokes, so this wasn't one them of them. over Scott Jorgensen. Mm, that sucks. Michelle uh, Dardis yeah. Yara's move. You can You can tell what kind of weekend we both had where we're just looking it up on Wikipedia <laughs> to talk to you all about it now. Uh we can tell you that 
Park was deducted one point for grabbing Santos's shorts in round two. Cool. So that happened. Kasimov uh, says... was deducted two points, one for an illegal head kick in round one, and another for grabbing the cage in round two. <laughs> been there, right? <laughs> I mean, who hasn't? Oh, like, shit. Yeah, the because the, the decisions were 30-25s. This is – it wasn't the greatest. I mean, it was a good night of fights. But, like, you know, it's hard to see because they're all in UFC Fight Pass. But, Kevin, have you ever seen – like, when was the last time you can remember a 30-25 scorecard? And not just that, but unanimous 30-25s. I really can't. I don't think I've ever seen it go completely. That's crazy. But that's a great scale. strategy because if you're losing, why not grab the fucking fence? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Why if you are losing, why not stretch? Why not go for the next thing? What else What else would you possibly employ? Like, why not pull out a chair? Right, I was about to say, I was like, how many points <laughs> do you get deducted if somebody throws a weapon into the octagon? And by no fault of your own, you're not saying you paid them beforehand to throw a no, wrench not. onto your side. You're just saying, if someone threw a wrench, is is it really the ultimate fighter? Or is it, you know, with your horse shit rules where I can't hit my opponent with a wrench? Draw a hard line, Dana. That's what I say to you. That would and be my this sale. a weird one because did you know that there was a fight that got canceled? Mm-mm. Okay. I did not, so sorry. Diego Brando was expected to face Will Chope at the event, and both men weighed in successfully on March 22nd for the fight. However, and this is the part I did know, after the weigh-ins, the bout was canceled when documents were released that showed Chope assaulted and threatened his ex-wife, which led to jail time and a dishonorable discharge from the U.S. Air Force. Jesus. So my thing is this. How does this happen a day before a fight? <laughs> That's a fair point. What the fuck was he doing a week before the fight? Was he fine? Was he, like, leveling on board? That's a good – what – so these are the moments when it's just like UFC, there are good fighters out there. I, and not to say that he isn't. I mean they're just people that are fighting. Like what's his pro record that this shit happens? Would they have not done it if he had made the weight if – he, if he had not made the weight where they're like, well, let's not go out and really embarrass him. Or like the, the timing of that is insane. It's – I'm also not a thousand percent sure I get a night before. Like, that's genuinely – they. so he weighed in and there were no problems whatsoever. I don't know. I I figure that there are worse he things. He showed up at weigh-ins, Raph. Like, it's not like he missed weigh-ins altogether. He was there prepared to fight 24 hours before the fight. So is that something that they ask you in, like, your pre-screen when you do go into wins? It's like, <laughs> or is it something they weight? forgot and they were like, hey, by the way, are you, you kill your supposed wife? to be active in the military right oh, now? Oh, no. I, we, it's a standard question that we ask right before you go out to fight. We wait until that moment. It's um, like a terrible story uh, to have all of that then be sprung on this. But, I like, I the reason why I, I think it was worth bringing up, A – that's a weird thing to find out. Just time is that is that the weirdest no fight show we've ever seen? 
I would like to say so. Top ten. But I'm sure. It's got to be like top out ten. There could uh, tell us differently. So you know, find us at verbaltapcast.com. And please, uh, and by the way, out. please find us if you have a story that's more bizarre than that for a fight getting canceled. For the love of God, send it in. But like on the other hand, you're also thinking uh, just the way it read when I read it uh, after the weigh-ins, and they said the fight's canceled. I just didn't believe it. Like something logically didn't connect. And I think this is where you're at as well, where you just go, but how and what? I'm still confused. Like even reading it, you go, well, that's just weird. So that doesn't make any sense. It's a terrible story. I'm super confused. Let's I'd never love to hear Dana talk about let's it agree more. to never have it happen again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll watch out for you. If you get booked on a fight card, I'll make sure that your military service background and Thank felony you. charges are all in line. That's just what you get with me, Rev. Hey, Chris Weidman is injured. They're going to have to postpone 173. Johnny yep. Hendricks, not Jimmy, as one poor MMA professional writer made the mistake of earlier. Who was that? It was on Twitter. I don't remember exactly, but somebody was like, Jimmy Hendricks is injured, the fighter. It's like, ha no. No, he's not. Johnny Hendricks is injured. And my question to you, Rev. Are wrestlers just huge pussies? Is that the problem? I like that you put that question at me so that people can direct their hate mail at me. Uh, I will tell you this. Uh, The wrestlers who I know are good Americans. They're tough as fucking nails. (laughs) And this is America. And in America, you can live the – I don't – you know what it is? Uh, it's unfortunate because these people just fucking when they fight, they're they're giving their all. And we knew Johnny Hendricks uh, in this fight. Even he was saying shit was fucked up for him. You could see his hand, and he just didn't look quite a hundred percent. And then you take into consideration with Weidman, they said that he needed a minor surgery and that they're going to try and push it back to the July card. And guess who has stepped up to potentially try and take the fight with Leoto now? Who? I'll give you a hint. He's not young. Oh, Belfour? Well, no, but still not young. <laughs> uh, Anderson Silva? That would be weird. Well, Dan Hendo? Yes. Is it Hendo? The youthfully challenged Dan Henderson. <laughs> Dan, don't you need to like go to Florida for a few months or something to get resident up before you start fighting? People? Who's really the one being offensive? Let's let's try That's and figure me. that part out. <laughs> I'm, I'm without question being like super old offense for no reason whatsoever. It's like Dan Henderson's that old, and I'm just I'm attacking it like a rabid pit bull. Raph, I am charged up tonight, like him on Shogun. Hey, zing. So I know that reference because I looked it up on YouTube. Yay. <laughs> I watched it. I was there. I watched that fight on YouTube. Um, you want to transition this and go talk to some Clark Gracie? Yeah, let's do that. And he is actually going to be doing, and I'm definitely looking this up, he is going to be in the next three, four weeks doing seminars in Richmond, Virginia. In Charlotte, North yeah. Carolina. He actually texted me uh, where oh. it is. Yup. Are you excited? Do you want to hear what it is? I actually do because I might go to the one in Richmond. Uh, yeah. I was uh, stoked when he was telling us that he would be going down there. 
Uh, and I was like, man, Kevin gets one because Kevin never gets this. Well, it's still a few hours away, and it kind of depends okay. on the weekend. So. <laughs> okay. Uh, he gave us a link to the Facebook page, which we will put on our write-up of this episode. Um, I believe you can get in touch with Liz at richmondbjj.com. It's going to be April 12th and 13th, and uh, you can get seminar info from there. Well, sorry, I'm just writing this down. Perfect. You- He's like Kevin's looking up all the information himself right now and being like, I'm going to have to go no, to this. Well, just but Kevin, like to put myself in the, the ear of the viewer. You cannot lose your shit around him. Oh, wait. Well, uh, let's talk up air rap. Let's go to break while we discuss that because. So people who are listening, this is a heads up on, on how many things are going. Saturday is sold out, so you guys need to get your tickets ASAP or at least get in contact and see if they're having another date or they have more spaces available. So it's going quickly, as one would imagine with Clark Racing. Verbal tap, listeners. We have been teasing that we might have this guest on. This is a, a big one for Raf and I. We're really excited. He's fighting on the Metamorphs three card and fighting it about any other major grappling championship you can find. On the line, Clark Gracie. Clark, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing very well. We're excited to get to talk to you. I saw an interview you were doing. You were doing a little instructional on YouTube about the Amaplata. And it was something I hadn't been drilling at all. I, Raf and I both practice jiu-jitsu. Um, so I went in and I talked to my instructor. I was like, hey, I saw some things from Clark talking about Amaplatas. I saw you drilling it. And then you inspired almost like a 45-minute seminar where our instructor and some of our other top belts were like, oh, yeah, let's let's start drilling it. And you've inspired a big wave over the last month in that game. So I owe you a thank you up front. Oh, that's awesome. I'm really glad to can inspire some people to do Do you get that a lot now that jiu-jitsu has become so YouTube-friendly and medium with people Googling you from all around the country? Do you get a lot of people being like, oh, yeah, I saw your match, and they've you've just never seen them before? Yeah, I got a lot of people talking to me about it, uh, certain matches that I've had, and uh, Omoplata especially, but... Um, I've noticed, like, some private lessons that I've been doing just, like, with, uh, with some, you know, other students. They always ask me about Omoplata, how to finish it, how to get into it. And I think it's a really underrated move, underestimated to see how, how powerful it can be, um, you know, and how hard it is to actually escape an Omoplata if someone knows how to maintain it. So... I noticed it opened up my side, like my um, side control, but like especially half guard. It really sort of opened up my half guard options as I was fighting from that position. So I do want to ask, you know, when was the moment that you you felt a strong command of it, or you felt inclined to start using that? Um, I think probably when I was like a purple belt, brown belt. There's a certain like uh, some sweep that I used to use a lot. And a little setup combination that I'd use from the guard, from the close guard especially, and uh, and I just start finding it more and more places, and and once I got it, I start figuring out ways to not lose it. And, you know, my dad, Carly Gracie, he uh, would tell me a lot. You know, when once you get into a submission, don't lose it. You know, make sure you you finish that. 
submission. Don't give the guy a chance to escape and, and have to re-transition into another attack. You know, when, once you get something, you know, go all the way with it. So that should be the end of the road for your opponent. So that's kind of something that I've been practicing and, uh, for, for a while. And especially with Omofada, I get it. I want to make sure that I, I can finish it. Like any submission, but uh, Omofada, I, I just see is, uh, for some reason I'm able to see it a lot more often than uh, maybe some other people. I see and I, other people are rolling. Omofada's there, you know. And I know that a lot of people who listen to us were, were interested in kind of the history of where, you know, you and it intersected. What I've always wanted to know is, at what point did you have a mastery over the photogenicness of said Omoplata? <laughs> well, that just, uh, that just happened by accident, actually. I mean, I was uh, in New York, and I believe it was 2012, doing the New York Open, and uh, my match against Viola, um He's a really strong guy. I got him on the home of but he lifted me up. And before I could stop him from picking me up, before I knew it, I was, I was dangling off his shoulder in the air. And uh, and I thought, like, wow, like, I'm not going to let this go, but I hope some <laughs> people are taking some good pictures of this because I'm <laughs> position right now. And the thing is, Clark, and, I have to ask. <laughs> I just, like, yeah. you've seen all the memes. Do you have a favorite uh, no, not really. You know, I, I see them all, but you know, I think it's kind of lightly. It's just kind of a joke, funny to me. You know, I, I think it's funny that it, that it went as far as it did, and and uh, I mean that's cool. You know, it's cool just to have uh, a recognition outside of the Jiu-Jitsu community. You know, people are, are seeing it outside of Jiu-Jitsu and start to you know see Jiu-Jitsu growing into more and more of a mainstream martial art. More people doing Jiu-Jitsu nowadays, and even more recognized. Of course, and I was just happy for you because when I saw it, normally the internet breaks you down, but that's one where you look at and you go, wait, they're doing a photo of me because I looked good? Cool. <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a very positive photo. One of my friends who knows nothing about jiu-jitsu, she just knew that I mentioned it, sends me that picture. And this was like three years later. This was a year ago. And it was just like, I guess, uh, you know, you've transcended the the community, which is good. Yeah, and the funny thing is a lot of people that don't do jiu-jitsu, they think, uh, they ask me, how could you stay so calm in such a bad position? They think I'm getting, like, slammed or something. But, you know, I have to let people know that don't do jiu-jitsu that I'm actually in really good control of the fight at that moment. And, uh, you know, funny people think I'm getting, like, thrown it's on actually my the other guy. like that, you know. <laughs> I blame I blame professional wrestling. People must just assume that's what's happening. Uh, you are fighting on the Metamoris card. You're fighting Rafi Mendez, and we got to see your Metamoris Pro trailer, which was very cool. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing to prepare for Rafi Mendez, who has sort of a really it's a big scramble game, doing a lot over at Art of Jiu Jitsu. What are you doing to prepare for that? Well, I got some guys in my academy that, that play, you know, similar game to him. And, you know, he's got that very new jiu-jitsu in his own style, which is awesome. You know, it's, a, it's a, another style that's been picking up really fast. And a lot of people are, uh, are trying to play it. So, you know, it's, uh, he's a great competitor. And uh, for me, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a good challenge to go out and be able to compete against him. You know, I always... I admired him as a competitor, so now I'm uh, 
I'm mean, gonna have the opportunity to to go up against him and and go to war. So it should be fun. If I could ask you, you know, um, we've heard a little bit that you're, you're you've been training with uh, Samir uh, in preparation for this, right? Yeah, I went up uh, before the Pan Am to Kyle Terrace camp, and uh, you know, I, I was talking to Samir because he's also fighting Rafael Mendes' brother, Jeremy Mendes. So, uh, you know, I went up there, and also they're about the same size. You know, those guys are similar in size, so they play that game a little bit more than I do. So I wanted to uh, see how I do with those guys and and uh, what kind of strategy I can come up with. Speaking of strategy, because Samir was indicating to us there is a very real possibility that the two of you would tag team against the Mendez brothers. True or false? I don't understand. Tag team against them? What do you mean? <laughs> so the prompt was, hey, are you guys training together? And he's like, yeah, we're we're going over strategies together. And I was like, well, what if you're in a bad position does Clark come in to try and rescue you and you guys are a tag team against them? He's like, oh, no, that's a real strategy we've talked about. <laughs> I think it was a joke. I think it was joking with you. but uh, If it was a joke, it was a wonderfully constructed one. I still don't understand it. But I'll, I'll tell you this much, Clark. You know, what, what do you think has been the value of going over to, to train with Calterra? I think it's good. I think it's always good to train with different people and – you know, every time I I train with anybody who's, who knows what they're doing, they I always learn something. You know, so even if I just even if I don't learn any technique, I, I might just learn uh, you know, how different things and you know, see. Um, you know, so it's always interesting. Yeah, we were talking about how it would be amazing to watch you and Samir have a tag team match against the Mendez brothers. Like we think people would pay big bucks to see that. That's a very interesting idea. <laughs> Never thought of that. <laughs> tag if you could just like almost Zach Morris save by the bell time out the match and then tag in it might work in jujitsu, but we certainly have some kinks we need to iron out. So we will uh absolutely work on the ideas. You were training with Coyotera in that camp right before the Pan Am Championships, is that right? Correct. How are the matches as you guys get closer to a big tournament and you're closer to Metamoris? Because you're trying to preserve your bodies, you don't want to get injured, but you're also trying to push yourself because you want to be competition ready. What's the training environment like? Well, we've been training like long rounds, uh, you know, like very endurance-based and and, uh, you know, just to make sure we don't tire out. So I'm, I'm feeling really good with my endurance. And then uh, also a lot of specific training, you know, finding ourselves in a bad position and uh, how we can, you know, work out of that bad spot and recover and, and working back towards an attack. I also spend most of my time working out of bad positions. Let's call it specific training. Let's call it that. It'll sound a little better yeah. than me just getting beaten up on frequently. What's your endurance like in the sense of, do you train like 20 minute rounds? Do you train uh, just a consecutive amount of 10 minute rounds? Like how long is a long round? Well, what I've been doing, I've been trying to do either 40 minutes or, or 60 minutes straight. And, uh, damn, I'll be having like, uh, because a lot of people will, you know, really slow down the pace after five or 10 minutes. So I've been having like every five minutes someone new come in. So I'm really, you know, I'm trying to make it 
feels like I just don't want to be on the mat anymore, you know? Just like, yeah, I was about to ask, what goes through your mind at minute 40? Minute 40, uh, yeah, I mean, if I have some such training partners, it can be it can be pretty brutal. But honestly, I think the first 20 minutes are sometimes uh, the worst. And then after you kind of go on cruise mode a little bit and, you know, kind of preserve your energy and, and uh, you know, just, just got to keep it going. A lot and of times is, it's, uh, it's, up, it's up to your mind and your heart to keep you moving, not just your your physical ability. And this is something that we're interested in because you have pans and then you have metamorphosis. Is there a difference in how you're training or does it just all become one? Uh, you know, is there specific training for one and specific training for another? Well, I, I've, always, I've always really trained more for submission, you know, and... Uh, all my life, you know, sometimes I didn't do so well in a competition because, you know, I just didn't care about the points, you know. I just I just want to go for the submission. And, and uh, that's why I'm really, really excited about this match. I'm excited to do more submission-only tournaments because I think, uh, you know, split jiu-jitsu is great, but uh, it doesn't always show who's the, the best fighter, you know. I mean, you guys could escape a bunch of submissions, and uh, and still win because he wins on points. Yeah, and as you're so with the twenty minute submission only, your game plan probably stays almost exactly the same. Then you just keep looking for submissions, and you you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, which is a nice thing. You know, you don't have to worry about fighting against the clock because you're, you're down on points and you got to make those points. You just whether you're in a bad position or the guy passed the guard ten times, you can still just work towards that one goal of finishing that fight. I just like the opportunity affords from a viewership too, because it can be really confusing when you're watching IBJ. That's an understatement to figure out who's winning. So you're seeing matches and it's just like the guy's hand gets raised at the end and you're like, what the fuck? How? I guess I don't get it. Um, but at Metamorphosis, it's just such a pure, you get to just sort of relax. You don't have to worry your mind about that because you just get to watch, you know, what is a very clear strategy based of working towards a single submission and not worrying about those, those tiny positional advantages, which is nice. Yeah. You don't have to worry about the advantages. You don't have to worry about the points. So it's great. This actually lends us to a question we really wanted to get your take on. You have been competing for a really long time. So you, you certainly understand that jujitsu is a very um, loyal sport, but at PANS, we saw a lot of rounds getting closed out in the black belt final, which also really hurts from a viewership and just like a growth perspective. Cause you grow a lot as like viewers of those black belt rounds. What do you feel like is happening with the closeout of the, of the final jujitsu matches? And do you think we're going to see them sort of get past that and start figuring out a new way to do it? It's a good question. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that could change in the Federation and I'm sure it will continue to change and, and develop into something hopefully better structured. But um, it, it gets difficult because, you know, it's not really any easy answer to that because, you, you know, you you train with maybe another top competitor who's your weight and uh, there's only so many people in the world, right? You're going to run into each other and some of those guys are going to be on your team and in the end you just have to, 
remember that it is just a sport, I think. And uh, I'm not to take it personally just because maybe you have to fight. You know, I actually went to Brazil last year, fought in the Copa Podio, and uh, with one of my best training partners, my my, uh, my partner here, uh, Ben and Magana, who we train together every day, we had to fight in our first match at that tournament. So, uh, but it was a round robin kind of scenario, Grand Prix tournament, and you know we had to go at it. They told us, well, if, if you're going to be in the tournament, then you guys might may have to fight each other. You're okay with that? And I said, well, it's fine. That's awesome. I actually never. That's really cool. I hadn't heard that before. Raf and I have already decided we'll fight no matter what. <laughs> well, keep fine. in mind, Clark. This is a lot of what ifs. Like <laughs> a lot of we're talking about closing out a black there, belt final. Fighting. We have to advance about a thousand years <laughs> in, in experience and skill, and then we both have to yeah, make it, which I think is a, a very important space. step you're overlooking. And agree on right. a weight class, which is a really <laughs> funny. Um, I have some Adidas questions, and I think Raph might also. Clark, you just you said you were telling us it was just really cool. You just signed with Adidas. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm really excited about it. They, uh, they have some big plans to grow into the jiu-jitsu world, into the MMA world, and uh, it's, it's a place where their the presence hasn't been very strong for the past years. And they're they're you know a big company. Uh, you know, I've always liked their their brand and good quality stuff. So I'm I'm really excited to be working with them and. And uh, see also Jiu-Jitsu getting recognized by such a big company. You know, yeah. seeing seeing the presence of uh, no lie of Nike and Adidas and these big big corporations. You know, finding MMA and Jiu-Jitsu as a sport worthy to get into because you see like uh, some other sports that are you know not as as challenging, sometimes not as significant, not as you know just. Uh, Getting sponsored by these big, big uh, corporations, and I think Jiu-Jitsu is well deserved to be in the, in the major leagues, you know, with, alongside with all these major sports. I think you should demand your own shoe, though. I think we should get <laughs> yeah, Clark Gracie that, like Air Max. Jiu-Jitsu needs shoes, but you should just demand your own. Fuck it. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Have you started? Time for some like. And that's important. Too. But have you right. have you started <laughs> considering your own commercials? Because you should really just go pitch them to them. And if you need help with them, we're more than happy to come up with as many ideas as possible. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd Absolutely. You just sort of jogging in your Adidas clothes. You can transition to the beach. We can have one of those cool mats ready. Now we're talking. Shoot that in HD. This is just me trying to get I was about to say, I was like, basically. I like the idea of making them send him to wherever he wants to vacation. He's like, man, I really need to get to Belize. <laughs> Raph, how quickly, by the way, if we were on a shot with Clark Gracie, would it turn to us just asking him jujitsu questions and drilling? I mean, minutes into the commercial? Like, I think it would, would be this. Get? Clark, the concept of this commercial is teach me the omoplata. And he'd be like, "Okay, well, I don't understand. We can do this another time." No, this is this is crucial. I'm in no, it. Yeah, trust us. This yep. is what people want to see. This is what Adidas <laughs> is looking for. Uh, you'll have to definitely keep us posted as they start getting up the prototypes for uh, rash guards and the equipment. Because Raph and I love the equipment of jujitsu, and to hear that Adidas is getting involved is awesome. Yeah, Adidas getting into it. They've always made good stuff, and 
you know, they're showing me the, the gear they're coming out with. They're asking me how I would modify it. So, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to be part of uh, the influence of their production. You know, the, you were speaking world. you were speaking the gospel to me because I was a kid who grew up with soccer all my life. And the prospect of a brand that I loved in soccer making a gi right now is making me take out my wallet right now. <laughs> I literally started looking early. at how much money I can give them. I'm just going to send a $150 check to Adidas and just be well, like, you know gonna, why. It's just going to say it's a down payment probably. The... I don't know how much it's going to cost. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, Clark, we know you have a uh, time frame. You've got to get to training. You're also probably instructing a lot now. Um, you just opened up a school in San Diego. That's right? Yeah, I've been in, in uh, northern San Diego, La Jolla, for a few years. And we just opened our new headquarters. This is in uh, Old Town, San Diego, just just north of downtown, right by the airport. So uh, you guys got to come visit sometime. Come check it you out. You know, uh, Clark, I'm actually heading down oh, to San Diego this weekend. And uh, unfortunately, I'm at a wedding. But next time I come down there, and I come down there a bit, I will stop by. You gotta sneak away at some point, man. Come in. <laughs> if I, I if I could Super get away jealous. from a Mexican wedding this weekend, oh, I would. <laughs> they have weapons. They do. You I'll get stabbed on the way out by those. one of my aunts. I guarantee you. Have a Mexican wedding fun, Well, Clark, <laughs> are they? <laughs> Hope you're dressing up, man. But yeah. Clark, we're gonna be <laughs> we'll be cheering for you on the 29th. We appreciate you stopping by the podcast a ton, and we'll uh, we'll make sure to stay in touch. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot, guys. It's essentially jujitsu Christmas for Voltap fans. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Metamorris Three is coming up this Saturday. The 29th of March, I am obviously going to be buying the feed. Raph, you're going to be there. I will. You son of a... Thank you. Just good podcast co-host. I mean, yes. great journalistic partner, but fuck, you're going to just be right there. I mean, I was there last year. I don't know Someone why you throw you a gi. I was jealous oh. last year. I'm super jealous yeah, but this nobody, year. Nobody's going to... Th- why would somebody throw me a gi, first Because of all? they might, Raph. And, and then I, what am I supposed to do with that gi? That's just the gi I get? Or are they expecting me to compete? Because no. Either way, it's an honor. So I'm stoked to talk t- with you about these fights. We're going to go through each of them, talk a little bit about what we think and can expect, because you and I have not done that yet. I say that to say we have certainly talked about Metamorris 3, and we've done it in stunning fashion. This is a big shout-out. To Rafa Sparza and his BJC, his PJJ nemesis, Paul Moran from Open Mat Radio. He really doesn't deserve any credit, though. Okay, but the greatness in which you two approach me over in GTAO is... Anyway, um, we did a group podcast... PTI ESPN style grilling in which Raf moderated about the upcoming Metamorris. And if you have not seen it, please check it out. Raf, thank you very much for the inclusion. You're welcome. I didn't really have a choice. Okay. Well, you know, life's a choice. Um, help me. So Matt Kirtley. 
from the Aesopian project. Aesopian project. I don't even think he knows how to say his own brand name. I swear I get told to say it a different way each time, but you know what? Matt Kirtley, always a pleasure. Well, it's okay. It's pretty cool. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just talk a little bit about things I really like, and uh, yeah, it's going to be really cool. You can call he it AC also, Open. He does create awesome magic cards. They're really artistically cool. Yeah, they're, uh, they're pretty good. Lex Friedman from the Take It Uneasy podcast. Yes, how are you? Uh, <laughs> he did. I like that you put him on a caveat of Russian references. If uh, for anyone, rap, rap like puts rules on people quickly. It's not just me. If you thought it was, it is obviously me. Um, all of our listeners are having no problem believing Raph puts, <laughs> puts people in rules. I mean, the, the funny thing is I kind of like rules, you know? Like, rules we are... Russia. In Russia, we have many rules, and uh, so I, I really like doing many rules. This is me pouring more wine while you rock this. And Paul Moran from the aforementioned Open My Radio. Moderated by you, good sir. Ton of fun. Yes, and, I had a blast doing it. And, you know, Kevin, here's the thing. We love doing these kind of projects with uh, other different brands and other different uh, people that we like. And we wouldn't do it unless we actually like the people except for Paul. And this was the first collaboration between the five of us. And I thought it was such a fun way to display the way that we all talk to each other because we all get excited for these big events. And when you have all these BJJ nerds who are spending – I can tell you we've spent hours just going over the the finer the parts nerdiest. of jiu-jitsu about who we think will win <sighs> and why. And we realize those conversations are fun to us, and we hope they're fun to you guys. And I think they are. So we can't encourage you guys enough to go support our friends at acopian.com. Asopian, whatever the fuck he calls it this week, <laughs> openmatradio.com, and the Take It Uneasy podcast. They're, they're really cool, and they do something very different than us. They, their podcasts are very unique and uh, very cool, but we, I think we got to see a different side of them where they just kind of let loose, and we all have fun making fun of each other, and uh, I don't think you see anything else like it, and all I can say is, we had a blast. We hope you will too. So tune into it. And if you can, spread the word for us because if you guys like these things, we can do some more. And I think we could even book some people who were on our friends list to maybe even stop by on those videos. Just saying. Hey, that's a very much just saying. And um, obviously, questions and feedback are always helpful and appreciated. With that said, Rafa Sparza, are you ready to talk Metamoris 3? Yes, I am. We're starting right up at the top, and there is a documentary released about the Eddie Bravo versus Hoyler Gracie thing that is on YouTube. It's one of the many things that I was watching while I should have been working today. Oh, screw it. While I was doing exactly what I should have been doing, which is watching Metamoris videos. But it's uh, it showed like Eddie right after he had beaten Hoyler. And it was exactly what you would expect. He just has that glazed over look on his face like, I mean, this is jujitsu. Like, it's really interesting. So we're going to start up top with Eddie Bravo versus Hoyler Gracie. What do you most – what's a win for you? What do you think is like a, yeah, that would be a really cool thing to see in the fight? 
Did you literally just take the question I moderated in our own panel that we did on the videos and say it to me? Absolutely, but you didn't get to give your opinions, and I think the world wants to hear it, Raf. Here's the thing, and we discussed a little bit about this on our previous show with all these people. For me personally, this has a cool factor of, of oh my god, we get to see these people compete again. I, I don't know what this means. I don't know what this match means for legacies. I don't think anybody gives a shit. I think you do see people, they do get slower as they get older. It just happens. You know, I'm fucking slow as shit, and then I get older, and I'm even slower. But, but there's something about watching two high-level practitioners who represent very different philosophies in jiu-jitsu do battle, and uh, to me, a win is just watching it because worst-case scenario, a lot of the times, a jiu-jitsu match isn't great, but when it's good, you don't really even care about who the winner is sometimes. You just learn and love taking something away from it so that's the win is seeing it seeing it is maybe the win let's say that that's gonna be the win absolutely i i think it's actually gonna be really cool and yeah sure i mean i'm not expecting to see eddie bravo and hoyler at their best but there's something about jujitsu where you watch the guys that are older than you oh no and you learn things oh this is a terrible promo line they have it from bloodyelbow.com and the what? quote on the actual Metamorphs page is, many have tried to make this rematch before, and it has always fallen through. But this time, it might just stick. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I now, actually... No. <laughs> Thanks for the but this time. And the I will many have this. tried. It's like, are you speaking You could have literally pentamina? just let it go at, and it has always fallen through, ellipsis. Dot, dot, dot. And it would have been a much better quotation. These are just ideas that we have as yeah, producers. But that's, yeah, you have a journalism background, Raf, and you, you know, understand but that people aren't third like graders. It's like, how much what of this? Shit. What do you think you have uh, to sell? If we're looking at your website, you dip bag, we know uh, many have tried uh, to make this rematch. And it's also, I, I think we also might be making fun of a non-English native speaker. No. Many have tried to make this rematch before. What? That's not... But it's a a bloody elbow, so that's a journalist quotation, and that's fine for an article. But when you're promoting an event, you don't have to say... Many have tried to make this rematch before. It has always fallen through, and this time might just... Think about saying that to kids who are waiting for Santa Claus to come on Christmas Eve. Guys, you've been pretty good all year, but... You know, maybe this year, Santa it just might stick this year. It's just like a weird uh, sense of phrasing for false hope when re- in actuality, I feel we're so close enough to it. Knock on wood, I am doing right now. We will see this match. So, yes, that is all I'll say out of that. I am excited to see it. How about you? I'm just kind of really stoked to see a uh, little Eddie Bravo competition i like his game i like the active guard i i like just sort of the craziness of the 10th planet people and it'll be always fun to see hoyler hoyler was very much competing before my time in jiu-jitsu but obviously it'll be interesting so i'm looking forward to it screw it make it happen i'm all about these old school rematches in jiu-jitsu fuck yes 
<laughs> Let's talk new school. And okay. I think this is a fight that literally the Rafi Mendez versus Clark Gracie. This is thankfully we've already spoken to Clark. So he's not like a round Raf. Yeah, so we can we can speak frankly. Yeah, we can talk frankly. I still think he's gonna I think he's I think he's my favorite in this. Okay. But Rafi Mendez and Clark Gracie have very unique games. I cannot wait to see this fight. Like this one I am positively stoked about. And I'm this giddy. is my my rule of do I vote for the guy with my name? Uh-oh. You know? And yeah, I could I do. You, maybe... And this, guys, guys, this is a thing that Raph, it's gone, it's worked out really well for you. It's important to I have a very high that. winning percentage with going uh, with people who share my name. Stunningly, because I've gone against people with your name. And I have a stunningly low winning percentage. I mean, you have a stunning Ipso low Raffo. winning percentage in everything. <laughs> but Thanks, I'm Raff. so – you're welcome. I'm so confused because I can't tell if the more people who do well with my name is yeah. great for my gambling ego or continues to be terrible for my actual, like, jiu-jitsu, <laughs> like, acumen ego. Like – Wait, all these people named Raphael were good at jiu-jitsu except me? God damn it. <laughs> fuck nuggets. Did you think fuck nuggets? Or was that the first time? I don't say that word. Oh, fuck or nuggets. Or just combined. You're like, no, I'm fine with both you... words independently, but together. You do the math. Yeah, I like both of them <laughs> in different ways. Is like nuggets, whatever. It's cool, but fuck nuggets is just like, I, why would I put those words together? Hard to say, but if you're, who are you picking to win? I'm holding you to this. I want. Who are you picking for Bravo? Who are you picking for Mendez versus Crazy? All right, let's do this. I would like to see Hoyler win, if only because it prompts us to have a rematch in another ten years. <laughs> That's genius. I'd like to see Bravo win. I'm sympathetic. Okay. Um, I love it too. And that's the th thing is, I I have no other reason to go for Hoyler in other that I love trilogies, and I love the ability to potentially watch them if this is another great match, which it could be. Uh, for Rafael and Clark, listen, we just had Clark on the podcast. That is a powerful, powerful thing. It's a bond. I can't vote against my name. Good. I, I I'm actually can't. glad you're taking Rafi because, first of all, I love him and I love watching him compete. I love it. Like I, I watch him all the time. But I'm going with Clark Gracie. I think he's going to win this match. Okay. I like his game. He's strong, and you know we we're both like such good looking people. We're obviously in the same bracket, Raf. That's what I'm saying. Oh. Like we're in the same. We're both in the South or the Midwest, whatever you want to call it. But we're in the same bracket. And that I'm voting make for any sense. You're trying to force a fucking March Madness comparison. Clark Slash, even I was it. also trying to elevate my own looks into Clark's category. That was the hidden part of what I was doing. We all got that part, and I was trying okay. to just no. There, there was no hidden part of that. That was just a stupidly thin, veiled version of it that we all just like said, "Hold our eyes collectively." I know our audience well. Oh. Particularly saucy tonight, Mrs. Sparza. Keaton Cornelius versus Mini Vinnie Malalois. 
Magalhães. 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 Oh Ma- Magalhães. Don't know a name. You do not know a name. <laughs> All right. Also, uh, a sneaky great fight. Like props to the Meta Morris teaming committee. I here. think everybody got really excited about uh, a lot of these matches just because the matchup seemed a little like a little to the outside where you go, yeah, I'd want to see that. And this is a very cool fight in that you have the prodigy, Keenan Cornelius, who's just destroying the tournament circuit. So hot right now. He's so hot right now. So (laughs) So hot. Um, You know what it is? I feel like when we ask people who they're going to go for. What's that? He's so hot right right now. I feel that if I get shit from Keenan, I will just accept it. And I'll just look at him and go, but you're so hot right now. I feel like he's going to, like, roll his eyes. Or he's just going to play into it. Those are the only two scenarios that can happen. He may come up to me and just go, like, hey, what's up, Hoff? I'm so hot right now, I heard. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you know, the thing is, is Vinny is is a great MMA grappler. And I think there's an interesting style matchup between the two of them. And the fact that this is no gi that we we've been told, because uh, we still don't get a clarification on this one. No, it's no gi. I saw the uh, I saw the promo. I watched it again today. It's no gi. I understand that, but what I'm saying is, when you look at the card on there, it, it's unlike boxing or a UFC event. They never have to delineate which is a gi or no gi. I feel there should be stars or pound signs next to their names. <laughs> <laughs> That's I like that, or just like a gi symbol or not. Ooh, a gi symbol's great, and especially for Bravo Easy. and Gracie, where you have like <laughs> half pants. a gi symbol. <laughs> <laughs> like a, it looks like hieroglyphics <laughs> next to their name. It's like, well, that one it doesn't help, but the rest it's clear. And then right next to it, it's got like a hand that has a circle. Just like drawn through it, that's like no hands touching the gi pants. <laughs> whatever the fuck those rules are, and I still like I, I whatever those rules are, I have no idea what the fuck they are. But uh, Keenan is so great, and I like seeing Vinny uh, take this challenge. And you know what? I want to see Keenan win. Yeah, I first of all, it's gonna be a good fight because Vinny's fucking dangerous Correct. and Vinny's inventive. Mm-hmm. And when you're inventive, you can fight anyone in anything, including jujitsu. So that I'm excited about. Um, but I do feel like Keenan's going to end up being too much for him in a grappling environment. Mm. That's just kind of how it feels like we're going. Um, but you know what? Screw it. Team Vinny. That's my official. He's going to do something okay. clever, like a really mean leg lock. I feel like that's the only way. To really submit Keenan. I don't know. Okay. Never seen him get a leg locked either. <laughs> so <laughs> You're just throwing out whatever comes to mind. So you know. Dean Lister versus Renato Babalu Sobral. Haven't seen Stop. Babalu compete much recently. Absolutely yeah. excited based off of his arm tattoos. Oh, was that really was starting to do it for you? Way up there. Plus, okay. the guy makes, uh, you know, he makes garments, which I think puts him as a preliminary person to talk to for verbal tap. We eventually start creating our rash guards. It's true. 
I think once they really catch wind of our brand and they're like, describe your brand. We go, I don't know, dude. Assholery. <laughs> Assholery is pretty, pretty uh, spectacular. You know, I don't know. I think it's interesting because I remembered seeing a few months ago uh, Babalu retiring from MMA. And uh, now there's something really cool about seeing him come back to jiu-jitsu roots. And when you come back here and you take on Dean Lister, who, you know, has a nickname that basically implies scary good, there's something to be seen about that. And I think that it's it's easy money to say that Dean Lister is going to win. But sometimes I see Dean when he's in a match – I, I don't know if I'm the only person who feels this way, but sometimes I feel he gets bored in the match. Like, he can end it a certain number of ways, but that he'll have maybe trying to get a, a footlock on his mind and go, nah, I didn't get that today, so we'll draw. Uh, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's so just we'll a weird draw. thing to be. I just like that. No, you're not wrong. That's he definitely so has, like, a default bored face. Mm-hmm. It's like the exact look you get when you're, way deeper into a Frasier marathon than you wanted to get. And it just stabs on you. It's that exact face. But he had it during his promo, too. So maybe it's just like Dean Lister's default face is super apathetic. It could just be his face. It's true. I don't know. <laughs> I, like, he's He's got my support. I'd love to see it happen. And uh, it's it's an interesting matchup. I don't know that this one has the potential to maybe be the biggest letdown of the tournament for some reason. I don't know. Do you feel that way? Absolutely. Like this one, because there's so much uncertainty. There's a lot of uncertainty. I agree. I think we know exactly what we probably will get out of the other matches. Like we just know the options. This is the one we have no clue. Right. And I think there's, there's a nice difference between, uh, you know, some of the other ones, like, you know, even though uh, Hoffa and Clark and Keenan and Vinny are of a new generation that are, are building up, I feel once we get down to the next couple matches, w- it could be fucking fast and crazy action uh, between these folks. Fast and crazy. That's how I like my action. Mm-hmm. He Mendez, Guy versus Samir Chantre. I... I have an early favorite here for Samir. I like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think he's and, an underdog. I don't know how, but he's training with the right people. He is an underdog, I feel, in this one. It's hard to vote against the Mendez brothers, but what if, and follow me through this, okay? It's a little bit of a jump in logic. I'm with you right now. Okay, what if one Mendez brother wins and the other doesn't? What kind of drama can we make up that they're experiencing from that? I think it's entirely dependent on which one you can master their accent better of. Okay. Because I do think there's a chance where, like, you know, Ruffy wins, Guy loses, and they have a karate kid moment. I mean, they probably won't, but for drama's mm-hmm. sake, absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's like this like- is for a Mendez ride home. I'm pretty sure I'm going to see the two of them like hug or something and like say nice things to each other or whatever. But when I come back from this event, I'm definitely going to be like, oh, my God, you should have seen Hoffa trying to console Guy. 
It was not good. He hugged him for like three seconds, which is international for I'm disappointed in you. I I don't want to put words in people's mouths. That's literally what he was saying. I'm not saying he did say it. I'm not saying he absolutely didn't, but I'm pretty right. sure he obviously positively said so it. So is it is it like selfish to ask Samir to make that happen for us? Who do you think's gonna win? Rafa Sparza, Guy Mendez, or Samir Shanti? Are you asking this now? Yeah, I'm asking you right fucking now, Raf. Oh, uh, fucking now, man! Calm down, calm down. Sorry. I don't know what came over me. I got. I don't either. You need to. Hey, cool many tried to match this before and always fail. So it's true. And you know, um, I'm going for Samir. He was. I don't know. I want. I figure he's the underdog here. I want to see an underdog like him win. Yo, Tom Bien. Zach Maxwell versus Sean Roberts. I believe Maxwell to be the favorite in this fight now. Interesting. When did you pick that up? Uh, Since people started talking about how Zach Maxwell's really been doing this forever. Mm. He has a lot of respect. Sean Roberts does a lot more competition, but this is a 20-minute submission only. Yep. Where are you uh, at? I mean, it, where are you I at? Would like, I would like to see Sean Roberts win. Yeah, purely from a Nuwaza perspective. Shout out! <laughs> wonder if he'll be rocking some Nuwazizzle. I've always liked Sean. Um, I like Zach, too. They're both friends of the podcast. There's something about Sean's style that is unique and anybody who watches videos that intently to the point of becoming a serial creepster, you just got to root for them. <laughs> we have completely different ideas about what you have to do with the serial creepster, but that's different <laughs> strokes people. Well, it keeps them from being a serial killer. Just keep that in mind. Wrap any big M3 roundup predictions. Do you think they'll release G and a sequel that I know if they do drop it and in the middle of it they perform live with Holic up on the stage I'll catch a flight at that moment to go see it I may have to get a paper that says I understand what the rules are about filming here but I must film this <laughs> I'm afraid I can't let it pass. I feel for the sake of humanity, I am taking one, and I will be a prisoner of war. Thank you. Rafa Sparza, out. Tell the good story, Kevin. Live to tell my story. <laughs> Metamorphs 3. Rafa hey, Sparza, selflessly donating. One more thing before we close this out. Guess what they have on here? Hmm. They have match voting, Kevin. <gasps> Yes! I can't wait. I'm going to vote the show out of it. Get this. You can now sign up to become an official Metamorist non-monetary better. I'll take it. I love that they very, very, very much need to specify non-monetary better. I have been called way worse. 
So get this. Um, the betting system will add up in your individual profile over the span of many events, and the most successful bettors will receive perks for future events, oh. i.e. tickets, prizes, although that should be in parentheticals, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> uh, it sounds like it's a little bit here and a lot there. I'm just, I don't want to, you know. Yay, Metamorphs. Okay, so credits <laughs> gained for correct votes. 1,000 credits for voting a draw, 100 credits for voting a submission win, 500 credits for voting before or after 10-minute mark, and 1,000 credits for voting the actual submission category. Wow. And it also has a note that says credit lost for incorrect votes. Kevin, ask me how much you lose. For incorrect votes. How much do you lose for incorrect votes? Zero credits, Kevin. You can only get... Woo! Finally, some gambling I can get behind. So, I think what we should do... Log in to place your vote. Okay. We should do this. Yeah, let's do that. Because you already signed in. You're a user. Let's, uh, Let's see what happens. Let's have you go and do that. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Metamorphs 3... March 29th, Raph will see you there. Raph, what a effing podcast. We talked to Clark Gracie, the world's most photogenic amaplata in. How would you say it? I say, I don't give a shit. Like, I look somebody in the face and I go, it's an omaplata. <laughs> okay. You well, can tell I'll me keep working in a tactful way while you just bludge force your way through it. But you are right nonetheless, sir. We talked some Metamorris. We had a blast. Are you ready to rock this podcast into um, – well, are you going to propose to us? Are you gonna no. Propose, I, it's not like a thing you're doing. You're not proposing no, to everyone. It's, it's not a – Ref, I'm – hey, first of all, please do not put us in the back seat of your life. That's what's not happening. And any insinuation that we are not your utmost priority and I'm going to piss a fit. God damn it. Don't make me write vows to you fucking too because, <laughs> Kevin – That would be I'm, extraordinary. I am like – I'm super happy and super excited and you're a giant girl about this whole process. <laughs> I'm going to buy so, wedding magazines. Like, you should do samples. I uh, think gray no. is obviously the traditional choice, but a good navy might really make you stand out, Raf. Okay. Thank you. Maybe something with, like, a little sparkle to it when the light hits it right. Is, I'm just, you know, I I'm may not, have to talk I'm Kelly into doing a really long engagement so that you can get married first so that I can do all of these things to you instead. Good luck, Rap. <laughs> Good luck with that strategy. Everyone that listens to this podcast ever is like, oh, okay, Rap. You done lost it. That's not going to work. Like You're mm-hmm. so obviously getting married before I am. <laughs> Dare. For- I love that. That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, Kelly. Kelly- <laughs> Kevin Dare. <laughs> I won't get married before him. That's just it. That's all I'm saying. Oh, this is why you pay us the big bucks, people. Raph, are you ready to get to some shout-outs? Of course. Of course. You're such a gentleman. I just 
pulled the mic right off. So maybe I should give a shout out to Barefoot Winery for that extra kick in your Riesling. Because it just made me crash the mic a little bit. Uh, BJJ and MMA Academy out there in Chantilly, VA. No concept over in Maryland doing great work. Please, if you're out in Kansas City and you're looking for some personal training needs, go talk to Travis Conley. He um, was over on Bellator. He was hanging out in Elsie Davis's corner this last Friday. Really fun to see. Great stuff happening over there. Please subscribe on iTunes. Listen to the show. Give us a little rating if you get a chance. Five stars. Five stars. Just a little rating of five stars. And maybe leave a comment that talks about how handsome I am, even though it's obviously a podcast. You just assume. That'd be good for me. That's gonna do it. Follow us on Twitter at Verbal Tap Cast as I transition to Mister, soon to be Mister Rafa Sparza. I'm still gonna be Mister Rafa Sparza. I don't think any of that changes. I think it. No, you're not. It'll trust me, Raf. Some things are gonna. Change. Okay. Thanks, Kevin. I love that you are providing all of the insight of never having gone through this before. You're welcome. Oh, wait, right. wait, 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 wait. One uh, more shout out okay. to the Smash House. I'm friends on Snapchat with Frankie Lester, and everyone else should be too, mm-hmm. if he likes you enough. And I saw that he and Bubba, I think the Smash House has taken a break, which is really sad. So shout outs oh, to no. that, to the Smash House. Oh, no, not a and break. And to Frankie. Called me super late the other night because they're on a different time zone. <laughs> so good stuff. Good for them. They're the best. Yeah. Well, we're sending our good thoughts out to them. Um, all right. Let's start with the first shout-out, which is going to be to Valley Martial Arts Center. V. Matt. Well, that was slightly offbeat. But okay. Ah, it was basically the that thing you do of V Max. Okay. Uh What's up, everybody? It was good to hear that our friend Octavio – I'm sorry, Octavio. I always like to give him shit because every time I introduce him to people, I say Octavio. Even though I want to really say Octavia so that people can make fun of him. First uh, of all, that just could happen to anyone. It's a very common mistake. And... I know, but it's just so mean and it's unnecessary <laughs> and sometimes I do it just for fun. But uh, to Octavio, I just want to say congratulations on your recent promotion, man. You deserved it so, so much. Uh, Valley Martial Arts Center celebrated their third year anniversary, and Octavio was one of the people who got selected to be uh, promoted at that night. So it was a very special night for everybody there that I missed because I was actually going down to San Diego. So they picked a, a hell of a night to have a third year anniversary. Uh, and Kevin, I don't know if you know this, but uh, it is very telling. If you make it to three years... As a gym, it does tend to indicate that you will do better as a business, that you're, you have some staying power. So not just my gym, but also good news for G- Kevin's gym as well. Absolutely. These are good. I'm, so, yeah, I was like, and we're, we're not terribly far away from that ourselves, Raph. That's right. Climbing we up that ladder. Slowly but surely getting our way to there. But <sighs> pish posh, we've got plenty of time for that. Uh, my thanks to everybody, all the great instruction there, all the good training partners. Uh, also in San Diego, my family. It was so good to see everybody, and uh, I, I had such a great time seeing. Wedding. Uh, you were at a wedding. At a wedding. Yeah, I was at a wedding the night before. Um, 
it you know the thing about going to these weddings that's always so funny is I have two cousins who trained and actually were fighting MMA. And one of whom I got to see. And uh, I told him, I was like, you know, in the podcast, we've said you're a dipshit for fighting. So don't be fighting anymore. He's like, no, I'm not fighting anymore. I'm just trained. I was like, oh, I've done my job. Good work. <laughs> I was like, I just, I can't see you fight. I can see other people fight. I can't see you. And uh, by the end of it, we start talking. He's just, uh, saying some really cool things about him man it's really funny and by the end of it he's like i gotta go up there and train with you and i was like yup you have to come kick the shit out of me so please do younger cousin that'll be tons of fun he's he's a great wrestler really really nice guy so props to him and 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 all my other family members who i saw this weekend uh i there are too many it's a mexican family there are too many to name but you all know who you are been there great wedding (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where when you go to a wedding, it's like, oh, my God, everybody just clicks. You ever have one of those weddings? Yes. I actually know exactly what you're talking about, and it's rare, but it's amazing. Yes. And it's one of those things where everybody clicks and everybody has a good time. And, oh, man, it's it's you just sit there and just have so much fun with everybody. So really, really cool day. And, and to the, the lovely Biden and groom you guys couldn't have been more delightful. So props to you and your new journey. So exciting to see you and welcome to the family. Um, anyway, that was that was cool stuff. And to all the people who helped make, uh, I guess, my engagement work so effortlessly, thank you guys so much. We had people who were in on it who didn't know. Uh we had people who were basically calling us and, and saying congratulations to us. And it, it was a really cool and special moment uh, for me and, and Kelly. And we were driving back up and we got so many calls and, and texts. And we just want to say thank you. We haven't had the chance to respond, I think, even a, a portion of these. So we're, we're going to work our way up and get through those. So many likes on Facebook earlier. Well, you know, I mean, she's very popular, and I just happen to be there, so <laughs> it really works out nice. And I photo uh, well, so I you naturally. No, you no, no, thank you. <laughs> I just love the fact that, like, you know, Kevin, and he did say this maybe about a few minutes ago, but Kevin is one of the people who I did call because I, you know, you do this podcast with them, and you're like, "Hey, I might not be around for a little while. I might have to. You have, might have to cover for it." But no, it Kevin was so, so great, and it, it was cool to call him and uh, let him know uh, before we went. You know, Facebook official, I guess, if you would. And uh, Kevin was so happy for us, but definitely did tell us over the phone, "I will be buying you magazines." <laughs> oh, you and I have a lot of. Wedding planning to do, my friend. We do. I am not planning a wedding. I have to run so many ideas by you. You have to run zero ideas by me. I have to run all of my ideas by Kelly, so therefore, <laughs> any idea you run by me just stops there. I'm thinking, obviously, people are going to expect you to have some gi material in the tux, but why not go gi tie, Raph, and really shake things up? But, you know, like I said, there's time. Well, there's plenty of time, and I'm sure you guys will hear all of our hilarious escapades as we are now. Obviously, a black belt's marrying you. I mean, don't be disrespectful. Yeah, I do. Do I have to ask permission for that? Do I have to go up to a black belt and ask permission to get married? Yeah, you don't just get married. Was I supposed to have done that at my gym? Probably. 
Oh, fuck. I totally the fuck were you thinking? Where have you been? Where's your head, Raph? I don't know. I didn't know you had asked permission. <laughs> it's a whole... Okay. Yeah. Roll back the podcast. Take out all of the engagement oh, stuff. Before... Pull the article on Facebook. <laughs> before we finish this... Get Kevin the rig back, Raph. One promise to you all. We will not make this the Raph is getting married podcast. We will tell you funny stories that we think are worthy of occasionally mentioning, but we are not a fucking sitcom where we're going to be like, well, so, the podcast was great until Raph was getting married. <laughs> so everyone knows he's saying this just so he can get me on the record, promising not to talk about it a lot. That's what he's it's doing. Right I don't now. mind talking about it. Has it has nothing to do with the audience. Oh, this has everything to do with me, Raph, and message yeah, received. It has everything to do with the audience because the poor audience is going to get sick and tired of hearing like, well, I went to go see a wedding planner today and it was a rough day for me. Yeah, but by the way, to... UFC happened this weekend, but more on that <laughs> later. Shout we out. get to hear about cake testing. Um, it's like <laughs> I was gonna cut Black... weight, but then I had to try their chocolate peanut butter option, <laughs> and it what it'll fuck you in the mouth is all I'm I saying. I never tried to cut weight though, so I don't think any of these are problems for me. This has been Verbal Tap. We got Metamorphs coming up this Saturday. Some uh, Beast from the East grappling. I am Kevin. Thank you very much for listening. Good night and good Metamorphs. Didn't you want to ask the audience to marry you, Raph? Isn't that the. Asking the fucking audience to marry you. Who aren't you asking to marry you now? You just sound like you're getting jealous at this point. You're just like, no, you haven't asked me once.